This is Talk Tantra to Me, a podcast that takes a playful perspective on sacred sexuality. I'm your host, Leola. I'm a sacred intimacy mentor and muse. My intention in this podcast is to normalize bodies and the things they do, like embodying spirituality, being naked, and sexy. In modern society, we are taught that sex and spirituality do not go together, when in fact, they are integral to one another. It is my mission to empower you to reclaim your sexuality by dismantling false conditionings and fear-based belief systems. When we reclaim our bodies and our eroticism, we are able to shift our perspective of ourselves and our sexuality to a place of unconditional love and curiosity. I want to express my gratitude to you for tuning in today. I truly believe that everyone who finds these words is integral to this progressive shift in our collective consciousness. I'd also like to encourage you to listen to your own divine knowing first. What is true for me and what my guests share in this podcast will not be true for everyone. So please approach the messages you hear today with curiosity and decide for yourself what resonates with your soul experience. So without further ado, let's talk Tantra. Welcome to episode five of Talk Tantra to Me. It is such an honor to be holding space for this divine knowledge to make its way into your ears and lifestyle. Today, I talk Tantra with Fatima Kojima. She is a sex coach, life mentor, and nude body expressive content creator. You can find her on YouTube to get some amazing free content on sex and wellness, but she also runs an incredibly inclusive OnlyFans where she shares artistic and erotic body expressive content. Fatima is all about opening the dialogue to normalize nudity and eroticism in a way that I personally find incredibly refreshing and transparent. So let's hear from Fatima Kojima. Okay, welcome Fatima to Talk Tantra to me. How are you doing today? I'm great, thank you for having me. How are you doing? I'm fantastic. I'm super excited to have my first female guest on and new friend. Yay. Um, We're recording live in Los Angeles at my apartment at Golden Hour, it's beautiful. Yes, beautiful outside right now. (laughs) Cool. So why don't you get started by just telling us a little bit about your journey with integrating your spirituality and your sexuality. Okay. So my journey began with, I have to start, I have to take it all the way back. I used to be a figure skater and that lifestyle, if you've seen figure skating costumes, there's a lot of, you know, skimpy dresses, um, a lot of bedazzle. And I grew up very comfortable being expressive with my body at a young age. And um, with doing figure skating and ice shows and things, uh, there was no sexualizing of the body. It was just fun and carefree and, and joyful. And then eventually, unfortunately, I had to transition out of figure skating. Oh, so sad. Uh, But I then found modeling and modeling has been my ultimate passion. And with modeling, It was fun when I did the fashion and even the swimwear and stuff, but when I became of age and started doing nude modeling, my whole being just like shifted into this super more carefree and powerful place. 
so that's where it all started and then in more recent years it has morphed into me going through my own processing of things that have happened in my personal life with my relationship I've been with a partner for 10 years now but I've had a lot of stuff happen in those 10 years um, so a lot of sexual healing a lot of emotional healing and that led me to understanding that I wanted to become a sex coach um, and help mentor people through their sexual traumas their body confidence issues uh, exploring their sexuality and also with helping people um, more so with life mentoring achieving their goals that's what I really love to help people do like weaning out all of the clutter so you can focus in and achieve what you want to yes okay cool did that answer your question that did answer my question okay um, <laughs> and so so where does that bring you now and and how do you see kind of like so you said weaning in on like exactly what it is that's like stopping you from, you know, leveling up, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, how do you think that relates to like your specialty, which is like sexuality and, and like this like holistic view? I feel like a lot of times, you know, and I'm not trying to um, judge the specific life coaching group or, you know, fitness community but I feel like the missing piece to the puzzle always comes down to sexuality your um, your feminine or masculine power through your sex through your body and we always like leave that part out it's focus on your fitness or focus on making more money or focus on letting go of these friends but it's never connecting to your being your body is the closest thing to your spirit and so when you really um, empower yourself in that place, then I think everything starts to fall into place more in those other areas, like achieving your goals. So, yeah, I agree. I think that's definitely a theme that has been coming up a lot is just this idea of like putting a band aid over like a wound that's actually much deeper and is rooted with like a much more like deep seated wound of like you know trauma and mm -hmm. and like dealing with it from a holistic perspective, including sexuality, which a lot of people don't do because it's so taboo. Yeah. Um, it's just much more effective. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. um, cool. Okay, so so what are, what are you working on now? I'm working on putting out some new content onto my YouTube channel. Every month I like to put out uh, themes on my YouTube channel. So, for example, in December I'm going to be putting up content that helps... Um, couples understand ways to deepen their intimacy with each other, such as looking at each other with eye contact during sex, or how to um, create very genuine sex sounds with each other. Um, oh, so, and then for, and, yes, <laughs> and then in January, I'm going to put up videos centered around, you know, a fresh start and how to let go of whatever happened last year and to recenter this year. So I'm really excited about my YouTube channel, the content that's coming and, uh, just kind of rebranding my website and getting some coaching services going again. Awesome. Yes. That's amazing. Oh, and I must include my OnlyFans. It's a place where I sh share my, uh, I would just say, artistic to erotic content, body okay. expressive content. Um, it's a judgment-free zone. Oh I welcome a lot of people like um, 
they will say you have to pay to send pictures of like I allow my uh, admirers I call them to send me images of themselves also it's just a place where we can oh. express our yeah we can you can send a picture of yourself to me no judgment no shame it's just a place you can feel free you can just escape and we can have adult fun um why why do you let men also send stuff back because I feel like that's such a unique thing a lot of women are very triggered yeah by men sending them nudes and and I understand why mm-hmm. especially if there's not consent yes. which is how it usually is right. someone just sends you like a picture of their penis and it's like yeah that wasn't allowed yeah I don't like that and I'll tell like my gentleman that um, I understand if you don't want to show your face, but if you want to share an image of your body or, um, um, you know, you can show me your penis with more, I don't want to just see your penis. Like, let's, oh, sh- let's share our actual body energy with each other. Um, so yeah, like I have a man who literally he'll post, post for me and he'll just send pictures of him just posing in different ways. Aww. And you can really tell that it's freeing for him. Um, and he never like leads to anything super sexual it's just like hey how's your day i want to send you this it's like he needed to escape whatever he was going through and sending that picture just like freed him i'm sure that's so like it's honestly making me a little (laughs) teary-eyed to think about like how healing that probably is for someone that Mm -hmm. maybe like hasn't had that body acceptance like anywhere else Mm -hmm. so that's really beautiful and such a unique thing so i really applaud you for for opening that up because um that's a vulnerable space, yeah. and but it's also like, it's really powerful to be doing that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I love that. Thank you. Um, <laughs> and, and moving into that, so you have this judgment-free zone, which I think is just so powerful, um, because it's so easy for us to take things personally and to come from that space that's a little bit more open-minded. Mm-hmm. And and how does that relate, kind of, to your self-pleasure and and shame in that space? Um. So this is where I would go into talking about masturbation. Um, I went to a private Christian school, and my mother is an army brat and part Japanese, uh, half Japanese. So we have a lot of strictness, in, or I had a lot of strictness in my lifestyle growing up. Um, a lot of love and nurturement, I will say, but it wasn't very like as carefree as I'll probably be as a parent. Yeah. Um. So. Thinking of things like masturbation was not in the cards. Like, if I thought of it, like, put it in the back of your head. I maybe tried it once or twice, and then I was like, oh, this is this is really bad. I have to pray to God. I have to, like, cleanse myself. So now being in my very late 20s, we'll just say that, <laughs> um, I finally had to let go of that shame um, not even more so for myself, but to save my relationship with my partner. Um, I had a head injury eight years ago now, and upon that head injury, my sex drive just, like, ended. Wow. Um, my body is, you know, feeling pain, so it can't even register arousal. Like, even if I look at my partner, I'm like, oh, damn, he looks great, but I just, I can't get myself to want to have sex. So finally we tried to have sex um, and it's painful. Um, even currently still, I don't lubricate as quickly. Um, I'm very, you know, it might sound great to guys, I'm very tight, but it's not, not in a good way. Not in a good way. Um, but masturbation, and I will say my body expresses space on OnlyFans, 
is what literally is helping me heal to work through that tightness and blockage that my vulva area <laughs> is giving me. Um, wow. So, uh, I completely forgot where, where the start of this question went, but this is, I, I don't... I think just about, like, learning to embrace masturbation to heal, like, and it's like, such an interesting way that that happened for you, because I think a lot of us have, like, shame around masturbation, mm -hmm. and, like, I know that I did growing up, and, you know, I was told, like, you shouldn't do that because right. of, you know, religious affiliations, but I feel like it's a whole, like, for you the the way through that was actually like getting into this really like physically traumatic yeah. experience this head injury mm -hmm. and yeah so what did that process look like for you like how did you come to terms with like using self-pleasure as a way to like se become sexual again like mm -hmm. making love to yourself so you could make love to others um yeah so I will say it also, this might be a little off topic, it, it also did something empowering for me um, as well, not just to get back into chemistry with my partner, but to not feel in co contradiction dependent on my partner. Like, yeah. now I don't feel like you have to satisfy me and, you know, essentially like not using my man's penis to satisfy me like I enter the space of sex with you now wholeheartedly because we equally can satisfy each other not because I just think you're supposed to satisfy me so um with masturbating um I, I will also say I, did, I did, can't just like shove a big dildo in my vagina <laughs> I have to start with massage a lot of breath work um, which I'm sure you you yeah. like breath work. Um, so a lot of breath work, deep breathing. I have to, um, honestly, like, I feel like I'm a gynecologist. I know how my vagina feels, my vulva. I, I know everything about it. And that's also been empowering for me as well. Um, I'm not afraid to look at her anymore. Yeah. I'm okay with how she looks on any given day. Um, and even being okay with something like I'm a very... Oh, I'm telling you a lot. I'm a very, like, neat freak. Uh -huh. So when I'm starting to get aroused and the juices are flowing, just being okay with that happening and feeling that from my own fingers instead of just, like, you know, my man touching me, I feel, I feel uh, it's, it's nice. <laughs> so, yeah, the whole process of it has been very empowering for myself. Yeah, I think it's, I think that that's really a beautiful journey just because, you know, where everyone says like, oh, self-love this and self-love that, but like, it's really about like accepting yourself fully mm -hmm. as you are and how can you expect someone else to give you all this pleasure when you can't, like you, do you even do that for yourself? Like you're not going to, mm -hmm. to have the same depth of a relationship. Like the depth of the relationship to yourself is going to be mirrored in your relationship with your partner. Right. Yeah. Did yeah. you, did you find that like, as you became more, you know, loving of yourself physically and like embracing your body to a whole nother level of acceptance. And then also just physically making love to yourself. Like how did that affect your long-term relationship that obviously has evolved over the past 10 years? I think one thing is I definitely communicate more during sex. I used to just kind of like take it however it went, whether I was n never not consensual, just to put say that. But, yeah. you know, I never voiced like, do this or stop doing that or keep doing this longer. Um, I know what my body really enjoys because of masturbation now. And... Um, it's given me more authority in my 
uh, experience with my interaction or my sexual interaction with my partner. So, yeah. yeah, that's so beautiful. Thank mm-hmm. you so much for sharing all that. I think that it's something that like so many people can relate to. Yeah, I know for myself as well. Like, I, I was the same. Like, I used to just like take the penis however it came and let the man rule the experience, yep. which is like what we're taught because like that's all that porn shows. It's mm-hmm. just like there's no like hey, like, there's no check-in before, like, hey, this is how I want to make love today, yeah. or, like, I want you to, like, fuck me hard, or, like, I want to, mm-hmm. I want to, like, have, like, a more connective, slow experience today. There's none of that. No. Our parents don't tell us how <laughs> oh it should gosh. happen. Sex educators, like, no one in school, like, yeah. ever tells you, and, It's and, just, like, good luck. See how it goes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and know? then, of course, like, it's awful. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that, like, I mean, ugh, yeah, yeah. And then even also, like, um, I have more authority, like I said, with telling my partner what I like, but I now know more ways to please him. Like, knowing what feels good to me, okay, so I made this feel good for myself. I know this will feel good for him. So I do, you know, different things or say different things, and it's, uh, well, the the response is very good, so... <laughs> This is very good. It's a win-win. It's an affirmative. Yes. Um, um, and also uh, duration, you know. Um, it, it allows, uh, more so for the man, I will say, to not have short sexual experiences. If you're having, I just wanted to kind of mention this, yeah. if you're having those um, erectile dysfunctions where you're going too quickly, uh, masturbation with breath work is like great to help yeah. you slow it down. I just want to put that out there. 100%. And that's just to give the listeners a something to look forward to. I, yes. I have someone that's going to be coming on that's going to talk more about using these strategies of like edging your, yes. your orgasm, using breath and, mm-hmm. and other strategies to, you know, have a longer experience that's mm-hmm. also like building the ecstatic pleasure. So Absolutely. you can even have waves and waves of, of, of pleasure. For men and for women, but I know that we were just talking about men. But, um, yeah, that's fantastic. We like it. We like it a lot. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm sure your partner does too. I think the key here is, like, communication. Like, talking about, like, expressing Mm -hmm. your needs, your preferences, and your boundaries are just, like... And figuring out, I think, first, like, figuring out what those are. And the easiest way to do that is through self-pleasure. Yeah. And you're communicating to yourself... And then you you can, you know, send that off to your sexual relations. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that this is something that, like, seems kind of scary for people at first. Like, oh, like, I'm just used to, like, masturbating one way and doing mm-hmm. it and then getting out. And it can be, like, a little overwhelming to think, like, oh, I need to, like, go slower and try mm-hmm. touching different parts of myself. But it should be fun. Like, this yep. should be, like, a playful yep enjoyable experience it shouldn't be overwhelming so if you can do you have any yeah do you have any suggestions on how to shift the perspective to like get people out of that I was gonna say um two things that I've done that was interesting for me was once I um filmed myself having the masturbation session and then the next time I masturbated while watching myself from this session before and I mean, if you can't look at your own self and be turned on, then 
you know, what are we doing here? You need to be able to turn your own self on. So I got off to myself. And it was a really bizarre feeling because oh. after I was like, should I just have an orgasm watching myself have an orgasm? That's hot. I mean, like, in a beautiful, like, not sexualizing you, uh, that's not my intention, but it's just this idea of, like, love yourself so fully, you know? And the second thing was being comfortable looking at yourself, Yeah. So sometimes I will masturbate and directly just look in the mirror, and not necessarily looking at my my face, but looking at my body, looking how it moves, looking at what starts to happen, you know? Um, the tensing of muscles in different places, and it, it really connects you visually and energetically to yourself. Yeah, I want to put that in as like this is a great integration piece, which is something that I try to work into all of my episodes. Definitely. So, yeah, definitely try what Fa- what Fatima suggested, which is to either film yourself or watch mm-hmm. yourself in a mirror, like mm-hmm. as you self pleasure, yep. and while you're like doing that admire yourself like try to let go of the the judgments like while you're looking at yourself like Mm -hmm. even say out loud like wow I look hot or like yeah or put intention before you know say a few mantras um yeah like uh I'm beautiful how I feel is 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 you know just something to encourage the the continued self-love to yourself for the whole entire experience yeah, and I think this is a great thing for both men and women. So mm-hmm. if you're a man, you could even say, like, I don't know, like, fuck, my cock is, <laughs> I don't know, like, <laughs> look, I don't know, like, what do you even say as a man? Juicy or, like, you know, um, I feel like that's a feminine word as well. Just hard, rock yeah. hard, I guess. Yeah. There we go, that's better. Or, like, I look so, like, strong. I, I don't know, whatever yeah. it is, so... Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Let's shift a little bit to kind of talk about um, the vanity and self-empowerment that you wanted to touch on today. So I feel like, um, you know, people, they think, and I used to think this way too, uh, if a a woman, especially a, a, well, no, man or woman, um, if they are in their confident being, if they kind of have the full package, so to speak, uh, I feel like there's let me say it this way, there's two people. There's the guy or the girl who walks in, she looks good head to toe, she's articulate, she's put together, but she has this, oh, I'm just better than everybody in here, or I'm, I'm the shit, and I, that's vanity, you know, that's self-glorification, that's not positive for yourself. But then there's the other person that you just sense their overall aura is, they're comfortable with their bodies, they, they're comfortable, they're, they're just, they are themselves. Um, I feel like getting to that place, you have to get that, um, uh, what am I trying to say? I almost feel like, if you don't mind me interjecting a bit, it's almost like the first is like moving from ego. Like it's in the, it's in the solar plexus. It's that like, very like self-serving and um, boisterous almost, which has its time and place. But if you can move that energy up into your heart, into mm-hmm. your heart chakra, into your heart space, that's like this true overflowing. Like it's like you fill up your own cup, you fill up yourself mm-hmm. with self-love, and that's when it like overflows and really radiates. Right. Right. And I, I think it's also telling yourself that you can say to yourself, "I am beautiful. I am handsome," and it not be vanity. If, like you said, it's coming out of that ego space and it's in the heart space, you just feel your overall being is you're a beautiful being. You're, so you're going to reflect that physically and then outwards as well. 
um, because something that is, is big for me is, you know, I'm a model and I love to be nude. It's what I'm most comfortable doing, but I never want people to think, oh, this, this chick is so vain. She's so full of herself. Like, it's the furthest from that. And, um, you know, people, we all judge ourselves however we do, but, you know, I'll look at maybe the discoloration in certain parts of my vaginal area, or I'll look at the stretch marks on my ass or something. And I, I fully love them now. Um, yeah. and, and that's not vanity either. That's embracing your, yourself and your journey because 10 years from now I might look different than I did today and I'm going to continue to evolve with myself and love myself. And it's not vanity. It is purely self-love. Yeah, so to expand on that too, I think that it's the difference of like when you're saying when you're saying the self-love from a place like I love myself so fully and everyone deserves to feel this way about themselves too. Yes. I'm not saying I'm better than anyone else. Right. Yep. I'm celebrating myself to inspire you to celebrate yourself. Absolutely. And that's really what it's about. Like mm -hmm. there's an arrogance when it's like oh, like, I'm the best, I'm amazing. And mm -hmm. then it's a competition, and yeah. it's, like, that's, like, this masculine patriarchy being the best. Mm -hmm. But when you can, like, switch into that heart space, it's, like, knowing, like, yourself as a soul, you're worthy of love, and so is everyone else. Absolutely. Right? Mm -hmm. And that's why, you know, it's interesting. The, the more people I meet in this kind of same space as me, nude expressionists, nudists, you know, people would think that we're just fucking each other every time we see each other. You yeah. know, it's, just, it's nothing like that. It's like we're just we're here. We're present with ourselves. We're on this life journey, and we can share space with one another, and that's that. And I, I just I wish, I wish everybody would just walk around naked and just love themselves, and we can just yeah party on. <laughs> I totally agree, and I actually have I have a, a experience from my personal life that I'd like your opinion on. Just mm -hmm. brought this into mind. So obviously, as a nude model, like yet, like you said, there are certain people that have this assumption that like, oh, if everyone's naked together in a room, then they're like gonna hook up or whatever, which is like never no. the case. Yeah, <laughs> like no. it doesn't happen, and like you know, almost like not not so much now, but like when I first started doing like the nude modeling work, like everyone I dated was like oh, well, like, I assume that you're going to sleep with the photographer mm -hmm. if you're naked in the room with them. And, like, that's not what it is at all. No. So recently I went out with this guy, and he was actually a really sweet, sweet man. And, like, I, I kind of, like, immediately knew, though, like, not long-term partner potential. But, like, I enjoyed him, and, like, we had, we had a fun night together, whatever. Nice. Yeah, great. <laughs> <laughs> um, I expressed my needs, and, and they were met. Um <laughs> Um, so, but anyway, so a few days later, I, I had had this like photo shoot event and there were, you know, a couple of models and a couple of photographers and I had put it on my Instagram story and he responded and was like, oh, like just curious, does this ever turn into like, do you, does this ever turn into like a play experience, like a sexual playful experience? And like, I didn't know, like, I, like, I feel like an older version of myself would have taken it really personally and immediately mm -hmm. reacted and been like, how dare you like even say that? Like, right. that's just like kind of fucked up and annoying. And like, I've just dealt with this a lot. So my reaction space was like very negative. But then I was like, but there is no shame if that does happen. Right. But yeah, like, what's, what are your thoughts on something like that? Because like, I immediately was just like, okay, you're just like, I don't even want to see you again mm -hmm. now. <laughs> um, I can... Just to kind of piggyback, I can give an example, um, and you've probably experienced it also, like, for example, a guy will 
continuously messaged me on Instagram saying he wants to date me or he wants to hook up with me. It's all sexual energy based. Yeah. But then when he sees that isn't working, he'll say, oh, I'd like to know more about your sex coaching. Can you help me with, with your sex coaching? Oh, no. interesting. No, I'm not going to, we're not going to go into that atmosphere when you've been trying to fuck yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know? So kind of similar to what you experienced. Um, it's just that that misunderstanding of who we are yeah and when you're on the opposite end of the spectrum and you're so sex driven you think that just seeing a woman that does nude modeling or nude body expressiveness that she's in a sex driven mindset but it's more so carefree empowered i love myself yeah. mindset you know yeah it's self-empowering yeah Totally. Yeah. Uh, you know, well, pe- people will ask me, why do you like being nude so much? I can't, I honestly, sometimes, you know, even if you ask a football player or a pianist, why do you, at the end of the day, it's just this innate feeling that you have. You cannot, like, pinpoint, oh, I love football because I love the adrenaline I get and all of that, but it's just, it's your being. It's it's what you're, you're, you're meant to do. So it's like, I'm meant to be naked, actually. We were born naked, we're meant to be naked, so I'm just reverting back to the essence of who I was originally supposed to be. Yeah, naked is natural. It's, like, it's natural. So when you're wanting, you know, just like what you said, it's like you got the wrong idea. You yeah. gotta go up the levels to get the... Yeah, you gotta grow up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's really interesting. I almost think so, you know, as you had said about you kind of like, if someone's over-sexualizing you mm-hmm. as like... And then they decide, oh, maybe I should, you know, maybe she'll be my sex coach or yeah, whatever it is. Try a different tactic. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I do a lot of screening for, for the people that I work with as well. And, like, if any hint of bullshit, it's just not mm-hmm. worth it. Because then you're opening yourself up to this, like, obviously, you know, like, very, like, this person's just not ready for the work. No. Like, is what it comes yeah. down to. And, like, they'll get there and they'll come back around maybe. Maybe they'll go to someone else when they're mm-hmm. ready. But, like... I think that, like, if you want to integrate this work, like, you have to come from a place of, like, fully respecting it. Absolutely. And, like, seeing this as, like, this is, like, the goddess and the god, mm-hmm. and, like, this is a really divine space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to, like, sexualize or objectify someone, that takes the sacredness mm-hmm. out of it. And even if we can go to um, us as models, you know, I won't work with certain photographers that kind of uh, sexualize models even if we're in an agreement that we're doing nude content. Um, for example, like, I love when I see your images and you're out in nature. Um, yeah. That, that lets me know that the photographer as well isn't just wanting to see you in a bedroom, you know, but I was thinking with oil all over you or something. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it, it goes, there's elements to everything. So I just wanted to add that in there also. I think that's important. And, yeah. and also just, like, yeah, being able to communicate the boundaries and communicate theme before. Like, I recently had a photographer, and this is so frustrating. And thankfully, I'm at this point now where I can just... Anyways, I'll tell the story. Because um, <laughs> it's not going to make sense if I don't tell the story. First. But yeah, I had this photographer, and, you know, he said he wanted to shoot, shoot with me, and it was asking my rate. And I was like, this is what it is for fashion, and this is what it is for, like, the more nude mm-hmm. nude stuff. And the nude rate's slightly higher because it's, you know, more vulnerable space, whatever. So he's like, okay, yeah, I guess, I guess let's shoot nude. Like almost like it wasn't his thought originally. Mm -hmm. And I was like, 
okay, cool, like, whatever. So I was like, why don't you send me some of this, like, stuff that you want to shoot so I have an idea, which I right. think if you're getting into the mo nude modeling space, like, this is so key because then you mm -hmm. can, like, be very clear about what's being shot and, right. and the boundaries are established. So he sent me some of my own photos, mm. which was great because yes. I was, so then I'm obviously comfortable with it, right. you know? And I was like, great, cool. So we had scheduled the shoot a couple weeks before. Then the day before the shoot, I asked him, okay, what wardrobe do you want me to bring for tomorrow? And he was like, just bring black heels. And I was like, okay, are you sure you don't want anything else? Because I know you had said you wanted to do like some laundry and fashion mm -hmm. stuff as well. And he's like, no, we're going to do nude and erotic. And I was like, hmm. We never discussed erotic. <laughs> this was not, and you know, I like, I shoot erotic sometimes. I have no problem with shooting erotic. Mm -hmm. But for me, I do not shoot erotic with photographers I've never worked with. And I definitely don't do it if you're bringing it up last minute. Yeah. And and I said this, I was like, yeah, like, I'm not going to do that. Like, I just don't, you know? Like, I, I, I really only shot erotic with like two or three photographers. And they're people that I'd worked with before that I really, really trust. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and I know that their style is going to come off. In, in a very like elegant way yeah, that really honors my sexuality. Yeah, it's still artistic. Yeah, know? exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so anyway, he kept pushing me and I was like, oh, no. no, I was like, look, there, if you're already like trying to cross my boundaries before I even show up on set, like it's not gonna work. And unfortunately, like we ended up canceling the whole shoot, which sucks because like, you know, mm -hmm. you're counting on that, that income and you're counting on, you know, you've, you've yeah. I've planned this weeks in advance. Yeah, it was so frustrating, but I just think that like it's not worth it though. It's like not it's worth just it. not worth doing it. And I felt I felt so empowered mm -hmm. to say That's what no. I was gonna say. That was a really empowering moment for you because you put you before the dollar and you didn't allow um, this man to, you know, essentially trick you you know that, that, yeah, that it, so it was tricky. such like slight deception that he tried to do there so tricky and i'll be honest in certain experiences in my younger years i've let that happen to me me too same absolutely um, and i i tend to shoot a lot of erotic content yeah uh so it's like i don't regret the shoot but i regret the feelings that i had doing yeah you know, the, the the exchange of energy with me and that man essentially and not feeling you know? safe to communicate yeah. like actually I don't want to be shot from this angle yeah. or whatever it mm -hmm. is because yeah the same thing for me there's some shots for my early modeling days where I'm like uh like I just didn't know any better mm -hmm. and, and you and there's definitely this power dynamic too oh, yeah. and until you start to like own your own power, which doing this work has helped immensely, mm -hmm. you kind of make those, I don't even want to call them mistakes, but it's like, you do your best. I like mm -hmm. to say this a lot. You do your best until you know better and then you do better. And now I know better and exactly. I know how, I know not to let, like, mm -hmm. not to let that shit fly. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah. Um, yay us. Yay us. High five on that. High five. <laughs> <laughs> I also think it's important to know too, like, when you set those boundaries and you're very clear and you stick to them and you don't let someone push them, that is sending like a very clear sign to the universe mm. to like stop any energy that's like that from coming into your space. Yes. And that also makes space for more aligned opportunities to come in. Yes, girlfriend. Law of attraction. Love that. <laughs> cool. Oh, yeah. this is good. I'm really enjoying this. Okay. So we're, we're getting close here. So I know we talked about like integrating with the, um, I just wanted to touch on like some of the things we talked about, like what are some things that you can bring in to your, to the listeners? What can you bring in 
to your your practice or like how can you integrate some of this knowledge and we talked about doing the you know watching yourself masturbate and the mm-hmm. self-pleasure stuff is there anything else that you'd like to like put out there or anything that you're working on that you want to share that might help with that uh one that i would like to say um and i will have this video on my youtube channel uh, by the time this podcast is up, I'm sure, so you can yeah. visit my YouTube channel. Um, eye contact during intimacy. Oh. I never realized how important it was either. Um, and like I said, when I started to look at myself and masturbation, I realized I kind of want to have an exchange of eye contact with my partner in intimacy Beautiful. also. Um, and of course, you don't have to stare at each other the whole time like, yeah, let's just stare at each other <laughs> this whole experience. But... You know, especially when you're climaxing or when you're, it's feeling so good to give that eye contact. It, it's it's sending that energy like, this feels good. Does it feel good to you? Yes, it does. It's yeah. It's, it's just, it's it brings the love into it, uh-huh. you know. Um, the eyes are the window to the soul. And so when you look at each other, especially during sex, you literally feel the love of each other exchanging yeah. in this ultimate powerful way. Um, yeah. I agree. I think even like before you start having sex, just taking like a few Mm -hmm. minutes to do like the breath work together and a little bit of eye contact and then just touch in with like, how do we want to, I mean, even, I think even with eye contact, sometimes that's enough communication. Absolutely. Even at that point, like just by setting that tone, Mm -hmm. you get this connection where like, it's almost um, like telepathic, like the energy. Even down to uh, in the foreplay and the oral part of the sexual mm. experience, um, I was mentioning in my video when you're giving oral, let's say, to your man or he's going down on you, don't just like be down there in the wonderful space and not look <laughs> at your partner. You know, honor it. It's like it, it's a it's a serving experience, which is wonderful, but it's also still that energy exchange. Like you look up and you're now feeling powerful, like I'm making you feel good. It's yeah. not so much of the question, does this feel good? It's like, I'm making you feel good in this way, locking the gaze in, and it's just like, oh my God, this, this yes, you are. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I think having that, like when a guy looks at me when he's going down on me or whatever, and like I can see in his eyes that he's enjoying it, mm-hmm. like that is like yes. amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh. Anyways, okay. So, bonus question, last, not second to last question I'll ask you, I suppose. Okay. So this is my fun, fun little thing that I ask all my guests. Okay. What turns you on? What awakens your arrows? What makes you feel sexy and erotically alive? Hmm. Definitely carefree dancing. Ooh. If I'm listening to my music, my good old 80s music, and especially if nobody's in the house and I can just strip down and just dance all around the house no core no choreography just like you know jumping around looking like i'm a hippie out in the wilderness i start to get turned on my charges go up and then yeah. i'm like okay the song's over i'm going to the bedroom <laughs> and um that's one main way dancing for me uh, another way is uh through stretching um when i do um certain stretches even certain workout exercises like crunches and for some reason, push-ups, I will feel like butterflies in my vulva space, yeah. in my yoni space, and then I'm kind of like horny after I've worked out, which makes sense because uh, the chemicals in your body, the endorphins and all of that, 
are more aligned with the sexual energy than, you know, the negative toxic feelings after you work out. So you kind of are more inclined to want to get freaky after you do a workout or stretch. So I totally resonate with that. Also, like the sweat kind of gets the pheromones going too. I think that that's pretty hot. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Um, last thing, where can listeners find you or support you? Let's go through, you have, you have a few platforms that you're on, oh, so let's chat about that. Whoa, okay, here they come. Uh, so you can contact me or find me at my, we're going to save the Instagram for last, okay? So we'll start with my YouTube, uh, Fatima Kojima, it's F-A-T-I-M-A-K-O-J-I-M-A. Um, you can pretty much find me anywhere under that name. Uh, my OnlyFans is OnlyFans.com slash Just Let Her Be Nude. Like, just let me be nude. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, Twitter is at Fatima Kojima. And I have two Instagrams. Um, the account that may one day disappear because Instagram hates me is at Fatima Kojima. I also have a wellness account where I share more things on, like, um... Uh, Asian practices like shiatsu, certain hand massages, face massages, those kind of things, um, and things for chronic pain uh, at Kojima Wellness. I think that's all of them. Rad. It's super rad. Love it. So many, so many ways to play. Yes. Um, oh, and I will have my website up. When I get that going, it would be kojimawellness.com. And I'm sure it'll be linked on all of your profiles. So Absolutely. you can find it. Cool. Well, thank you so much for for taking the time today. This was such a beautiful conversation. Arigatou gozaimasu. Ah! Amazing. Okay. Ta-ta. Bye. Thank you again, Fatima, for joining me on Talk Tantra to Me. I also want to express my gratitude to the listener. Thank you once more for opening yourself up to the idea of sacred sexuality. And if this podcast resonates with you, I'd love to hear about it in the reviews. It means the world to me to hear your perspective and your reviews also help so that the podcast jumps a little bit in the algorithm so that more people can be empowered by this knowledge. And if you'd like to take an even more proactive role in awakening the collective to sacred sexuality, I'd absolutely love it if you screenshotted this podcast and share it on your social media. And if you do so, please tag me so that I can thank you personally. With so much gratitude and love, have a sexy and spiritual day. And I'll see you next time on Talk Tantra to Me. Ta-ta!